0: Hey, this is Sharon Trivats. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to take you behind the scenes of the five CEO levers. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, a coach, or a consultant, or a top sales professional. I believe that we are the CEOs of our lives, meaning not about the title, but about the responsibility. But just being the CEO of your life, you got to actually do something to make your life better. And you don't have to do 300 things. You don't have to do 30 things. In fact, I believe that there are five levers that I've used with several of the entrepreneurs that I've advised and the CEOs that I work with and the companies that I've invested in to help create unimaginable wealth for them. And most of the time I end up pulling one of these five levers. And I'm gonna show you not just what the levers are, but how to define them for yourself so that you can utilize them in your life and in your business right now. In fact, just listening to these definitions will change your life forever because it'll give you new perspective on how many more opportunities exist that you've been missing. These are the five CEO levers, and it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business? How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivata and welcome to Business School. So many years ago, I asked my coach this one question, and I asked her, I'm really trying to figure out what I was born to do. really trying to figure out what I was born to do, and I really hope that you get a chance to ask your advisor, your mentor, your coach, your your therapist, or yourself this question. What were you born to do? Now, we may all say that we were born to do various things, but I really wanted to find out my true north. I wanted to find out what my inherent, what my gift was. And if you think about it, uh, if you've ever watched the movie X-Men, every one of those X-Men have a gift, right? Magneto has a gift, and his gift is to move uh is to is to move metal, right? He can he can manipulate metal. And um, or Charles Xavier, his his gift is to control uh thinking and thoughts. Or Storm, her gift is to control the weather. Now, I wanted to figure out what my what, what I was born to do. And my coach Jen Cudmore, she's amazing. Uh, she has a cool spiritual connection to the world. And I asked her, what am I born to do? And she said something very interesting to me. She said, "Sharon, you have a green thumb. And I just laughed. I will tell you right now, I do not have a green thumb, right? Meaning I, I I have never done gardening and I don't have a green thumb in that sense. And she explained to me that she's like, your green thumb is not about plants. She's like, your green thumb is about money. And I was kind of lost. And I said, what do you mean by that? And she said, "Sharon, you were born to make other people wildly wealthy. And I thought that was super cool, right? She's like, you're born to make other people wildly wealthy. And I, as I look back, I've realized in my career that every, that the, my best relationships have been with people who are significantly wealthier than me. And I've had a chance to make them in some small way, wildly wealthier than I originally found them. And so, I always think about this as my green thumb. Like my gift is to make other people a lot of money. And once I embraced that gift, it was really important for me to just live in alignment with that gift. And so if if, if that is the case, I spend a lot of my time thinking about what entrepreneurs, what CEOs do to create riches and wealth, right? How do you create How do you move the lever? How do you move the needle in a lot of things? And because of that, I spend a lot of my time just talking to uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs of companies, and getting them to a place where they can realize that they can make a lot of cash. Um, And one of the things that when I talk to them, I realize that I start to see a pattern. And the pattern is what I want to share with you today, which is I believe that out of a lot of things, there are five levers that a business owner, a CEO, a coach, a consultant, the salesperson can pull that can immediately create uh, amazing leverage and amazing growth in their business and amazing profitability and cash in their business. Now, you may be wondering, well, Sean, what are these skills? Why are they not in the Harvard Business Review, et cetera? And I've just found that it's not the levers themselves it's the definition of those levers that are most important now if you tuned out for a second let me please say it again it is not the levers themselves i'm going to give the give you the levers right now it is the definition of the levers that actually make that actually make uh, and create all the value so i'm going to give you the levers right now the levers are growth scale learning obsession and options anytime i'm talking to anybody it is if i can pull one of these levers for for somebody in a very thoughtful, very strategic, extremely tactical way, their life could change forever. Now, the cool part is, why am I suited to do this and not you yourself as an entrepreneur, a business owner, a CEO, why? Because transformations don't happen in isolation. And it's way easier for me to see what you're doing and give you perspective that you don't see yourself. You're too close to the problem. You're too close to the solution. And that's the issue. So let me give you the levers again. Growth, scale, learning, obsession, and options. Those are the five levers. Now, I, as I shared with you, the core part of these five levers is not is not the five levers themselves. It is the definition of these five levers. So let me give you the, each of these definitions because the next time you hear this word, you will know how to operationalize the word because people throw around growth, scale, learning, obsession, and options like they're normal words. They're not because the limits of our language are the limits of our world. And if we can define these words correctly for ourselves and our businesses and our futures, powerful things start to happen. You're probably gonna wanna memorize either my definition or create a definition for yourself that you resonate with. But if we can't Socratically define these five uh, levers, that's gonna be very, very hard. So. Uh, let's go to the first one, which is the the one word that is obsessively used by entrepreneurs without actually understanding what it means. All right, and that is the word growth. What 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 in the world does growth mean? Right, when someone tells me, "Oh, we grew X," and I'm like, well, "What does that mean? Is it what what does growth mean?" Oh, we well, yeah, I'm really focused on growing our business next year. What does that mean? And if you don't really understand what that means, it's very very hard to do. So, what is growth? Here's what growth is to me, right? Intentional improvement of a KPI. KPI is a key performance indicator. That is what growth is to me. Intentional improvement of a chosen KPI. That is what growth is. So if you say you want to grow your top line revenues as in your gross revenues, that is the intention. That is the, you want to intentionally improve that key performance indicator. If you want to grow profitability, then that's cool. That is, you're intentionally improving that KPI. If you want to grow gross margin, cool, that is intentionally improving that KPI. Now, if we say, well, we want to grow everything, well, that's the problem because then you don't understand your business well, you don't understand what actually happens, maybe on the top line or on margin or on expenses or on the bottom line that can give you that shift, that flow, that grace, that growth that you're looking for. So what is growth? Next time you hear somebody say growth, you're like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't quite understand. What are you trying to grow? Because growth is intentionally improving a KPI, right? Intentional improvement of a KPI is growth. Now here is part two, which is scale. I am shocked by the amount of time that, that the amount of misdefinition of the word scale, like it, it, there, there's nothing, it just, it shocks me, right? And what I mean by that is every single person is like, well, I'm just going to scale these ads. I'm going to scale my business. I'm going to scale. Like, what does scale mean? I always ask people, like, what do you mean by scale? And they say, well, you know, I want to grow it. (laughs) I'm like, that's the problem. (laughs) i ask you why you want to scale your business, and you're like, I want to grow it. And people think scale is fast growth. Well, but then I ask people what growth is, and they're like, well, you know, I just have to grow my business. And it's very generic, very vague. And so if growth is intentionally improvement improving a kpi what is scale scale is saying hey to me the definition of scale is predictable and profitable formulae growth right so what i'm saying is i can predictably and profitably grow this business with a formula meaning i can put five dollars in and i will get ten dollars out until i can get to that point you don't have predictable profitability because I can also scale the business as and I can scale the top line, but it's not profitable. So therefore there's no scale to me, but that's the definition for you. How can you get something formulaic? Until you get something formulaic, you cannot scale that thing. So if you're running some Facebook ads and it's working and you've got a formula for how it's working and now, you know, you can put money behind it and you can quote scale that ad, meaning you can formulaically have growth. Now you have scale. If, uh, Netflix can say, hey, we're going to do a social media campaign for a million dollars and we're going to get five million dollars worth of cl- customers. Well, if they did that over and over again, they have a formula, a million dollars in, five million dollars out. Great for scale. So the, the predictable and profitable formulae growth. And if you want to shorten that up, you just say, what a scale formula growth right? If you can actually put a formula behind your growth, that's when you win. The, every business owner, their goal should be to get to formula growth. Because once you get to formula growth, you know the raw materials that you have to deal with and the things that you can do with it. Throwing around growth and scale without understanding what those words mean. Now, you may not, you may not appreciate my definition and that's totally okay. But what I'm forcing you to do is to create a definition for growth and scale for yourself so that you use it accurately. Your team uses it accurately. You talk about it accurately. You meditate on it accurately. You reflect to your coaches on it accurately. You talk to your mastermind group about it accurately because if growth is intentional improvement of a KPI and scale is formulaic growth, now you know how those two levers work together. So that's definitions for growth and scale. Let's step by learning. For a lot of great entrepreneurs, learning is super important because as you learn, maybe you listen, you read, you talk to somebody about something. As you learn something, what it does is it starts to fire neurons in a way. It starts to create uh, patterns that you see something that no one else can see. What is entrepreneurship? It's taking a lower-valued use, an asset in a lower-valued use, maybe money or resource or an idea, and putting it to a higher-valued use, right? That What is entrepreneurship? It is creating, transforming the the usability of an asset. It's like, hey, I've got this asset, it's lower value use here, the money, the investment, the idea, hey, if I put this to work and I do something with it, I get a higher value use out of it. That's what entrepreneurship is. So what is learning? Hey, I want to learn this. I want to learn that. That's all interesting, but I want to give you a quote for learning that I recently wrote down in one of my meditations. It was, when you listen to something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. But when you document something, you get to learn it forever. All right. So let's break unpack that for a second. When you listen to something, just like you and I are listening to this podcast right now, when you listen to something, you get to learn it once. So you're like, oh, cool. I heard this podcast by Sharon. He talked about XYZ, talked about the five levers of, you know, that a CEO can pull. Cool. I get it. You learned it once. And we know that once you learn something, there's, just, there's probably some usability with it, but it's not amazing. But here's the second part. Now, if you take what I'm sharing and you actually teach it, you teach it to somebody else. You're like, hey team, I listened to this podcast with Sean. He talked about the definition of growth, the definition of scale. Let me teach it to you, right? But when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. That's actually a quote by Jim Quick, by the way, super cool guy, talks about neuroscience. But this is most important. When you document something, you get to learn it forever. So when you take a system that you've built and you put a plan around it and you document the system, you get to learn it forever. Learning to me, you have to choose which one you're going to do. So when you think about something and you're like, "Hey, I want to I want to read this, you know, the Steve Jobs uh, biography." Well, that's cool. What are you trying to do? When you are you just trying to listen to it Are you trying to read it? Cool. You get to learn it once. It's entertainment. For most people when they watch YouTube videos and watch Instagram or whatever and they scroll aimlessly, what it does, what it does is it puts you in a position of being a sheep. You just Learn something once. That's cool, but most of the time, you're going to learn something and never do anything with it because until you get to learn it twice, because when you teach something, you get to learn it twice, and when you learn it twice and you teach it, now it becomes a part of you, but when you document something, you get to learn it forever. I'm doing this podcast from pure memory. I have no notes in front of me. I'm actually driving in a car right now because I think better when I'm in motion, but I know exactly what I'm going to say. I know the five levers of a CEO because I have documented it for myself. When I look at an entrepreneur's business, I know that my green thumb will kick in. I know why I can make somebody a lot of money. I am born to make you a lot of money. That is my God-given gift. If that's the gift, then I need to have my systems, my processes, my thinking, my frameworks, my uh, my secret sauce. I need to have that kind of uh, crystallized so that I can give you the gift of riches and wealth as fast as possible, right? That's why these are the five levers. So number one, when you, uh, listen to something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice, but when you document something, you get to learn it forever. So you've got to choose right now, if you're pulling the learning lever as the CEO of your business, which one are you trying to do? Are you trying to get entertainment with listening to something and getting to learn it once? Are you trying to teach something so you can spread it so you can get to learn it twice, are you trying to document something so you can get to learn it forever? All right, here's number, here's the third level. So we talked about growth, we talked about scale, we talked about learning. I got two quick ones for you. I want to talk about obsession. A lot of times I'll talk to, you know, uh, an entrepreneur, a business owner, a CEO, a coach, a consultant, a top salesperson, and I see that they're distracted. And a lot of what I try to do is just to eliminate the distractions. And giving up the distractions is hard for people because when you start to focus and obsess, right, you have, it gets boring. Obsession is boring for a lot of people. So the reason why The Rock has a pretty great muscular body is because he's obsessed. And now he's he's obsessive about going to the gym. He's obsessive about eating right, right? But why? Obsession is boring. Obsession is boring for most people. But when people can find the power of the obsession that works, when people can lock into the future result of how it can change someone's life, that's when it's really, really amazing. Obsession is something that if I can help activate in you, you will change your life forever. Now, this is not a foo-foo obsession. It's like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm going to be your coach. Like, that's dumb. I don't care about that. I want to be your partner because you you don't mind letting your coach down, but you cannot let your partner down, right? Because you let your partner down, I, I feel the pain too. That's why a lot of, that's why in a lot of my business ventures, maybe our agent partners at Real or the portfolio companies that we've invested in, we are partners, and they cannot let me down because economically and philosophically, it's a bad thing. Obsession is super important, and there's a—I never thought I'd ever say this, by the way. There's a great Grant Cardone quote, and Grant's an interesting dude. But I actually think he's done—he's flipped a—he's flipped a switch for himself. He's—he's he's activated a lot of people, but Grant's an interesting dude. Most importantly, for me, is that he used he talked about this idea of be obsessed or be average. He has his hat that says Bilba: be obsessed or be average. And honestly, I could not agree with it more. You, that is a choice: be obsessed or be average. Because greatness is a choice. I say it again: greatness is a choice. If you're not if you're not on any of our uh, five AM club calls for entrepreneurs, it's five AM Pacific time. Five-minute call, 5 a.m. Pacific time, every single day of the week at 365 days a year. It's 100% free. I've never bought or sold anything. It is a five-minute phone call, so you can go to 5amclub.net to join if you are interested in it. You don't even have to say anything. It's We've got me and a couple of the great hosts that will share a message of the day for five minutes, but they, the call is based on one thing, which is that greatness is a choice. So when when I'm talking to you, to activate my green thumb with you, to give you, get you more cash, to make you ultra rich, to make you unbelievably wealthy. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to eliminate distractions and get you obsessed because I want to see what obsession is driving you. Because the reason you're distracted is because you're obsessed and can't find the thing you're distracted with. And I learned this very young when I was training border collies, right? I was a, yeah, I learned to be a dog trainer early, early on. I, I, making you money is a secondary skill to talking to dogs. Like I, I was born that I think that's my primary gift. Like I can talk to dogs, but whether or not that's interesting to you, a border collie, if not given purpose, will just, will run around all the time. We'll dig holes in the lawn. We'll bite furniture. We'll do all of that things, all those things. And there'll be a nuisance, a terror. And I think most entrepreneurs are like unfocused border collies. And that's the problem. So I want to figure out what, how can I give you obsession? So the definition of the lever of obs- obsession is to either be obsessed or be average. What is the one thing? What is the singularity of focus? What is the one thing that you can focus on that you know that if you put all your heart, blood, sweat, tears, and soul into it, you will create a bigger and better future? So, the definition of obsession for me is the singularity of focus the belief that if you worked on this one thing, it will create a bigger and better future. The obsession. The obsession is not for today. The obsession is for the future so that it motivates the actions of today. You're not obsessed about working out. You're obsessed about the health. You're not obsessed about the money. You're obsessed about having the resources so you can do something. You're not obsessed about the time. You're obsessed about having the time for your family. What is the obsession that's driving you so that the actions that you have to take, so that the sacrifices that you have to make are completely and utterly feel so darn simple because of the obsession. Because if you are not obsessed, you are average. And please let me tell you, no one wants to live a life of mediocrity, right? That's number four. So we talked about growth, scale, learning, and obsession. Here's my last one, which is an easy one. Talk about options. I will tell you this. Please memorize this quote. If you don't know your options, you don't have any. Say it again. If you don't know your options, you don't have any options are what reduce stress options are what give you perspective options are the things that make you feel like you're in control when you don't have options you feel like your back is against the wall for example if you if you lost all your money and you didn't have any money you have no options right which is why it's good to make money because it is a great quote by Brendan bouchard he says if you don't make the money you can't sustain the message right which i love but options so if if you are if you're headed a lawsuit if the only thing that you have to do is go to jail or pay up, well, those are not really good options because you don't you don't know your options. You don't have any. Anytime we get stuck and we get uh, when we struggle, the problem is we feel like we don't have any options. When I'm talking to high-powered CEOs of, of the biggest companies in the world, the biggest influencers that you know right now, when they get stuck, they think they're they're backed into a corner and they act like a rabid dog because they feel like they have no options. And a lot of times what I'm trying to bring for them is to pull this options lever to show them they have more than one option. Because a lot of times you do. And the reason why you don't know that you have more than one option is because you have never seen it that way. You don't have help on perspective of looking at it that way. Because when you pull the options lever and you see that you have more options than the shitty coach that you have right now, you have more options than the job, you're working right now. You have more options to switch to the business model than, you, than you've than you ever thought before. You have more options to make to be more profitable than you ever thought. You have more options to generate leads than you ever considered before. You have more options to have new business partners just because your old business partner is a, is a jerk. You have more options in life than you ever thought before. Because when you don't know your options, you don't have any. The reason I'm sharing these five things with you is if you actually put this into your life and into your business, you will realize one important thing. They are five, these five levers that you can pull that will change your life dramatically. And the five levers are number one, which is growth. What is growth? Intentional improvement of KPI. Number two, which is scale, which is formulaic growth or predictable, profitable, and formulaic growth. All right. Number three, learning. Well, you got to choose what kind of learning and learner you want to be. Because when you listen to something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. But when you document something, you get to learn it forever. Number four is obsession. Uh, A cool Grant Cardone quote, which he says. Uh, be obsessed or be average i love my thing thing for me is how can i operationalize singularity of focus is there something that i do that i can believe that if i worked on this one thing it will create a bigger and a better future than i have today and last but not least options because as soon as you can know your options it will eliminate all the risk in your life because if you don't know your options you don't have any um i hope this was helpful what i'm what i'm offering To you is i work i work hard to try to create content for you that will be helpful to you and i know that you're not going to like and subscribe and do all of that because you're driving or working out and doing all of that stuff so all i request you to do is just take a screenshot of this episode right now and tag me and say that was good or change it or send me a message or what have you but if you don't do that then i don't know whether i should make more like this for you so just help me because in this podcast medium i don't get likes and hearts and comments so all if you could help me with this and just. Take a screenshot right now or take a picture right now, wherever you're watching. And just post it on whatever platform. And just tag me saying, hey, that was good. Make more like that. That would be really helpful because then I will make more like this for you. The reason I'm making this episode is I got several people that said they liked stuff like this, which is why I'm making this. So if this still resonates with you, please take a screenshot, tag me, help me so that I can put the time into making something great for you. These are the five levers to activate amazing wealth for you. I hope you enjoyed this, and I'll catch you on the next one. Remember, greatness is a choice. Hey, sharon I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw. It's real. It's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So, For the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.